Hi, and welcome to episode 92 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And pie. This week, I'm thinking about pie. Not just any pie, savory mm. pies, Kate. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking. For my family of five, I've got uh, three kids and a couple dogs. A lot going on in this house. Still those chickens? Chickens still alone? Kate, no. The, long story short, but a lot of them were roosters, and then we got like a viral... <laughs> chicken thing go through our coop and so there's actually no chickens at the moment <laughs> good oh, um yeah all right <laughs> well our goal of this podcast we want to cook a little better learn a little bit about food and most importantly figure out what the heck to have for dinner and here's how this works like every week we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs internet chefs and other sources that i can find online well all these recipes tips the smorgasbord and our shopping list on our website at dinnersisters.com you can also get them sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter if you'd like to preview the recipes before listening all right kate this week's recipes were cornish pasties from king arthur flour quiche lorraine from once upon a chef and white cheddar apple galette from cooking light winter weather means comfort food and what is more comforting than pie Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, like, you know, delicious. And I thought we should bring pie to the dinner table with this episode, but not fruit or other dessert pies, although I probably could eat pumpkin pumpkin pie for dinner. Truth. I'm actually talking about quiches, savory hand pies, like that sort of thing. Yeah, I thought this was just a really fun episode, especially this time of year. Um, You know, we've made some pot pies on. Mm -hmm. We've kind of dipped a toe into the savory pie cake, but we've never really done like gone all in so yeah this was this this is like fun all pie all the time so first up we have cornish pasties from king arthur flour and from those of you who didn't grow up in michigan or wisconsin a pasty is a kind of largish hand pie and they're Mm -hmm. usually stuffed with meat and potatoes right i've only seen them in the freezer we don't live we didn't grow up far enough north to like get them fresh but if you're lucky Apparently, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So they're sturdy, and they were a lunch that miners would take with them, like, down to eat in the mines, right? Meat, potatoes, that kind of thing. So to make these, you make a simple crust of flour, salt, butter, or lard, and an egg and water. You just cut the butter or the fat into the flour, and then you add the egg and water. Mix it all up, and you form it into six equal balls. Pop them in the fridge while you prepare the filling. And our version from King Arthur Flour has a mix of steak, potatoes, onions, and turnips, or maybe parsnips, like whatever you can find. All you have to do is chop up the veggies and steak and season it with thyme, salt, and pepper. All the ingredients cook in the oven, including the steak, so you don't have to do anything prep with the filling, which is kind of nice. Then to make the pastry, you just roll out one of the dough balls into like an 8-inch circle, put a good half cup of filling in the center, wet around the edges of the dough, and then you take the opposite sides of the circle and pull them up and over so the seam is at the top of the pie. So instead of like an empanada where you kind of like fold it over into a half moon shape, you're bringing the sides together to have the seam lie on the top. And you just kind of pinch the seam, pleat it together a bit, tuck the ends up, and put it on a parchment-lined baking sheet. When all of them are assembled, you brush brush them with an egg wash, and they bake for about 15 minutes at 400, then lower the oven to 350 and bake for another 20 to 25 minutes until they're golden brown. So, Betsy, what did your little miners think of the pasties? Mm, cute, Kate. Very cute. <laughs> uh, they really liked them. I mean, nice. 
Ryan felt like it needed a dipping sauce or something. Oh, she was like, did you miss the sauce on this? And I was like, I did not oh, miss the sauce. Sake. Yeah. Um, Miners don't have sauces, Ryan. They're in the mines. That's what I said. And then he was kind of like. He was like, I'm not a miner. I I'm a not sauce. a miner. So <laughs> I'm not in a mine currently. But anyways, the kids ate these up, though. I oh, was good. really happy about it. I actually put in mine. I had. I did do the steak. I got mm-hmm. a boneless chuck. Um, nice. For this. Yep. And I did do the kind of like mincing it up into little, I got it kind of what I thought was pretty nicely chopped up. Yeah. Uh, and then I had a sweet potato, regular potatoes, and then the onions Ooh, nice. in there. So it was good. I thought this was easy. I was thinking if I did this again, one of the things it said you could freeze them after you yep. bake them. I might make yeah. like a double batch because it really is a lot. If you're making, I made the dough and the filling in the same night. And that ended up being a lot of like dicing because you got to yeah, do all the is. potatoes and the onions and the meat. And then you're making the pie dough. So I thought, oh, you could really split these two things up. The other thing I thought was I considered, should I just use the store-bought pie dough for this? But then I saw there's an egg in the... right. It makes it a little sturdier. And I think it. I think you kind of need that. It felt like yeah. when they came out, they did feel a little bit sturdier. And we actually cut these. I don't know if I made them. I didn't measure the eight inches, but mm-hmm. mine seemed like pretty big. They are big. Um, no, yeah, they're pretty big. So for the kids, we kind of cut them in half. And I think that sturdy dough, even cut in half, they could hold a half in their hand without it spilling out or breaking or anything like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they really liked these. And they all said, oh, I'd have this for dinner or for a hearty snack it's not easy necessarily to make as a recipe but it would be easy to prep and then have on like one of those sports nights or oh 100%. something like that because it feels very hearty i mean yeah yeah i yeah. will say the taste of these just hit the spot right so mm-hmm. i'm not like coal mining so i can't eat them every day without you know having to coal mine um, yes you know yeah. <laughs> but but it was really good james loved them the only thing he said he's like i wish these had more steak in it and i was like well how much more steak he's like all steak so that wasn't a really <laughs> wasn't yeah. super i mean but like you can play with the ingredients you use sweet potatoes i used um a root um a rutabaga i think and or turnip sorry and i didn't mm-hmm. care for the turnip as much so I might okay. play with the, the filling a little bit. If you know you don't like turnips, add parsnips, which I might do next time. You know, maybe add more meat if you know the people who like more meat. I noticed that I used that half cup scoop and I really had more filling than I thought and ended up having to like restuff some of the pasties. So I would kind of like just divide the filling up into six pieces, parts, and then divide those up into the dough. Yeah, you know? I ended up with a little leftover filling too. Yeah. Um, which yeah. isn't like a terrible thing, but... You know, no, it's for just what a good it's heads worth. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, I, you know, this is an easy dough to work with. It's not as like, um, it's a little heartier, so you don't have to quite worry about the flakiness thing. And I did freeze a couple. And so I will let people know when we eat them. James ate, I left three in the fridge and I had three in the freezer. And I will let you know how the freezer ones go. I'm sure it'll be delightful. James ate two of them before I, like I ate one and he ate two. <laughs> And then that was the end of the, the pasties. So, yeah. you know, like I, like you said, this is like one of those busy, cold winter nights things, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So all in all, this was a four to five for me. What did you think? 
Yeah, uh, I'm I'm doing the same thing. I really, I think it was like a high four to five for me. If I would have done it ahead of time, or maybe if I batch make these, I think this could be a useful little trick up my sleeve. All right, Kate, next up we have quiche Lorraine from Once Upon a Chef. Quiche Lorraine is a classic dish. You know, I've had this plenty of time in restaurants, the little cafes that serve lunch, you know, and mm-hmm. a nice tea, like mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite things in the world. But I've never made it at home. And this one is... made easier with a store-bought crust, which I thought was a great entry into the world of quiches, right? To make it, you crisp up some thick-cut bacon, take it out of the pan and drain it, and use a little bit of that bacon fat to brown some shallots. The shallots and the bacon then just go into the pie shell along with some grated Gruyere cheese. Then you pour in a mixture of eggs, cream, nutmeg, and cayenne pepper all over the top, And you bake that whole thing at 325 for about 40 minutes until it's just set. You don't want to overbake a quiche that gets watery. It gets kind of rubbery tasting. So just until it's a little bit set. This smelled gorgeous when it was baking. (laughs) It was like butter and the bacon, a little bit of cheese. I mean, I was dying. So how did everyone like this, Betsy? I mean, I liked it. Everyone else liked it. We were all fans of this. I think same thing here. I have not made quiche Lorraine at home, I don't think. I will occasionally make a quiche, but just kind of a like cheddar broccoli quiche or something. Right. Um, so this was really, really good. And we had kind of a – we let it cool just a little bit and had a sort of warm slice out of the – oven and my girls were like oh this is really good um <laughs> you know i mean it's got bacon and cheesy and it's I got mean, the pie crust uh-huh yeah and i thought it was pretty easy to put together i mean there's really nothing you fry up the bacon and that's you know kind of it so this was also a huge hit for us like james was super into it and he ate Ate, like a really enormous slice the first night in. I was like a little concerned for his health. I was like, that is a lot of egg at once. Yeah. But he was fine. He actually finished the whole thing off before I could get a picture. And I texted you. I was like, so James ate all the quiche. Um, yes. Take a picture of yours. So please take a picture <laughs> of yours. I really liked the savory custard filling. I think it was really, really rich and smooth, but it wasn't overly heavy. So I liked her ratio for the custard. Mm-hmm. And yep. like I said, it's bacon, shallots, and cheese, man. I mean, delicious. And I served this with, like, for me, a, a James didn't have any salad. Let's be very clear. It was just a large hunk of quiche on this plate. <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to make myself a little lightly dressed greens. And I put that on the side. Super happy. Um, one thing I will say, I did not find a deep dish pie crust, which was amazing to me because I made this during Thanksgiving week, and I really thought I would be able to find a, a a frozen deep dish pie crust, mm-hmm. but I could not. And so there was more filling than I could fit in my shell. So I just like baked off. So I poured it all in and I had a little left. And then I've got this little gratin dish. And so I just poured the rest of the filling in there and baked that with a quiche. Oh, so it was nice. a little cook's, cook's treat. So if you end up, because your pie crust is, you know, a little more shallow or whatever, um, that's just something to do. I really like this and will likely make it again with the second pie shell I have in the freezer. You know, so this is a four out of five for me. How about you? Yeah, again, we're kind of um, agreeing on this, also giving it a four out of five. And I thought the recipe was just like easy to use. And I liked oh, how yeah. she started with the pre-baked or the, um, you know, store-bought pie crust. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. 
Okay, last recipe for the week is a white cheddar apple galette from Cooking Light. You know, it was actually pretty difficult to find a savory tart recipe or savory pie recipe, that is, that was vegetarian, not a quiche, and not another sweet potato root vegetable tart thing. Yeah, because we just did that. We just did that. And I was like, Mm -hmm. man. So I searched all over the place. But then I found this recipe and was like, oh, well, this, this is amazing. So it is a galette or a free form flat pie. I don't know what else to say. Like you just take the pie crust and you put it on a sheet pan and then you fold it over to kind of make the edges. And that's about it. There's no pie plate, nothing, right? Mm -hmm. So... It's really easy. And the dough for this galette calls for whole wheat flour, semolina flour, the butter, salt, and water. And you just, again, rub your butter into the flour and then add water until you have a cohesive dough. You chill the flat disc of dough for about a half an hour while you make the filling. And the filling is actually pretty simple. It's just a half cup of onions that you brown in some butter with a little salt and thyme. And while that's going on, you thinly slice an apple and grate some sharp, grate up some sharp cheddar cheese. When the dough is cold, you take it out of the fridge and you roll it into about a 14-inch disc, which I didn't really measure. I was like, this looks more than a foot. So that's what I did, you know. Mm-hmm. Spread the onions out on the dough and then lay the apples on top. Make it as pretty as you want. And then you sprinkle the cheese kind of towards the edge where you're going to fold the crust over. And then you fold the crust over towards the center. You leave kind of a circle, a gap in the in the middle. Pop it in the oven. And after it's baked for a bit... Then you sprinkle the little cheese on the crust for like the last five minutes and let that melt and pull it out. So it's this like cheesy, oniony apple tart. So how did you like it, Betsy? So I made this just for myself um, and I thought it was good. I have to tell you, because I had made, I felt like I had just done a lot of cooking and I had, I bought a two pack of pie dough for the quiche. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, Oh, I'm getting pretty tempted by this this second pie dough I just (laughs) had. Siren song. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And because I didn't make or I didn't buy the pie crust formed, you know. uh, Got it. So I I did use my second pie dough for this. Just, I was just, I couldn't make it. (laughs) So I don't know about the whole wheat crust. I'm not sure. This is when I was like, I could make this with friends over with a salad or mm-hmm. like had I had more time or planned better maybe I would have had some friends over for lunch or done, done something like that um I don't think my kids would have gotten really behind the like onions apple right. cheddar situation Ryan doesn't really like onions very much so I was like I'm not gonna like make up an onion apple tart for dinner <laughs> and have everyone complain <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah i mean truth um, be told betsy i saw this recipe was like well betsy will eat this for lunch yeah like, but i was like i really like these flavors maybe this is more like you said maybe this is more of like a a, a date night dinner or friends over dinner depending upon you know who likes what but i agree and also this makes a very a kind of a small galette with the dough that they give you yeah exactly it would be um it would be a nice light lunch, and it was totally fine. I have some leftovers. I'm going to see how those work. I think it'll be good. Leftover. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What'd you think? Heating the toaster in the oven, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, so I was surprised that how well the whole wheat 
flour crust actually worked with the flavors. I thought it was really tasty. Uh, okay. Because um, it wasn't too sweet, which was kind of nice. You know, it added a little heartier note to it. But I will say this wasn't the easiest crust I've ever worked with. So I'm not too sad that you didn't make it, Betsy, because I think you would have been annoyed. You know, okay. I had to keep adding water and then I got nervous because if you add too much water to a dough, you're kind of overworking it and then it gets tough. And so I made mine a little too dry and then it was hard to roll out a little bit. Like I kind of solved it, but if you're not a person who's used to working with dough, it might be kind of annoying. Mm -hmm. But um, I did think it was tasty. I think if you like the flavors, this wouldn't be a bad one to make with your ready-made pie dough. And just go ahead and do that. Um, I, I liked this. You know, this is kind of a, a delicious little meal for me. I don't know if James will ever eat it. He'll probably forget about it. But, you know, I had a huge bunch of roasted broccoli that I made mm, while I was mm-hmm. kind of waiting for the dough to chill. And I had that with it, which was really good. Um, yeah, I mean, this would be like a solid three, high three out of five for me. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily recommend this recipe to someone who wasn't like used to working with pastry, but if it was someone who's pretty competent, I'm like, yeah, you should try it. It's kind of fun. That kind of thing. What about you? Yeah. I mean, I, um, I guess I don't know because I did not really work with the crust and that was probably the most important part of the recipe, um, as yeah. far as the recipe goes. So maybe I shouldn't write it, but I thought the flavors were decent. It's, and I think it's kind of like. You know, you you would know if you would like this combo. Right. So yeah, um, if it sounds good, I'd say definitely try it, and even try it with the the pre made dough. It certainly was easy, and it was a nice use of kind of these fall winterish yep. veggies and fruit we get. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so wrapping it all up, our winners. I'll go first. Quiche, hands down. James loved it. He almost, I, I think he probably ate three quarters of that quiche. Oh, that's so funny. Um, we're <laughs> going with the pasties this week Ooh. because I think I might, you know, kind of make that again and keep a couple in the freezer. Mm-hmm. If any of these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com. There you'll find links to all the recipes, any tips or techniques we discussed. If you'd like to chat more with us, ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We're at Dinner Sisters Podcast. Same on Instagram. You can find us over there, too. All right, Kate, before we head to the smorgasbord, a break. Okay, Kate, in the smorgasbord this week, we're going to kind of continue the theme, talk a little bit about pie crusts, and then I'm going to talk about pull-apart bread, and specifically one that Ryan recommended in the Facebook group. So <laughs> he went a um, rogue. <laughs> he went rogue, so we're going to start with that because I know you want to talk about pie crust too, so I'll start with the pull-apart bread. So Ryan, my husband, is a member of the Facebook group now, which is kind of a recent development, um, <laughs> which which has been kind of fun because he did say over Thanksgiving, let's make the cranberry pie that Christine had put in there, which was which is great. Mm-hmm. And so we made that and that was really fun. Um, but then he just went and like linked to a buffalo, <laughs> buffalo chicken pull apart tasty video you know like one of those crazy videos where they're like always making something that's got a big cheese pull and right like super snacky very like savory you know tasting everything looks like it's like football game day food or something right um (laughs) so he like suggests suggests this in the facebook group Right. I was but, like, I almost wanted to text you and be like, does he not have your number anymore? Like, right. He, <laughs> right. Like, why is he suggesting is he dinner items out of context? Facebook group? 
I thought the same thing, Kate. I did. And I, Hilarious. Yeah. And so, so I was like, okay, I'll, I, Dorothy kindly suggested to, um, you know, use leftover turkey for Thanksgiving. Which was so brilliant. I, which was a really good, I had it and I thought, oh, good. Okay. So I went to Publix and they, they do a pre-made, um, pizza dough in their deli department. So you get it out of like a little cooler and they actually have it where they, um, it's like folded up in a in quarters kind of and you can unfold it and it's just already rolled out for you. Oh, nice. Um, which is super nice. And so I just took my pizza cutter and I cut this thing into 15 little squares and then you pile on the toppings, the buffalo chicken and the cheese and then you put all that together and you put it in a loaf pan. And when it bakes up... Dough yes. filling, dough filling, dough filling. So you're yes. pulling it apart and you got a little bit of bread, a little bit of delicious buffalo chicken. Yes, exactly. Kate, it was pretty good. It was I mean, like delicious. <laughs> I mean, what's not to liken it? It's like do- yes. it's like beautiful dough with cheese and buffalo chicken. Like, uh huh. I mean, I was like, on that. Well, this is amazing. Later that night, Ryan was like, "I don't know if I feel so great," and I was like, "He's like, I think I just, I think I really ate way too much of the buffalo chicken pull apart." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, You're like really think that's it right so it was delicious we both said that this could be um this is like a fun could be like a fun friday night instead of making pizzas or instead of doing something like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. you could really endless combinations with the pull apart bread kate i mean i mean the world's your oyster yeah but i would recommend it buffalo sauce huh well i might have to i might have to try it myself doesn't yeah. sound too bad. Yeah. So yeah, thanks to Ryan for being active on our Facebook group. And you know what, guys, listeners out there, put something on our Facebook group. You never know; it might show up in an episode. So true. So true. So true. All right. So second part or second point we had today was talking about good pie crust. And Kate, I um did post in the Facebook group, but I used the Sally's Baking Ad- Addiction her pie crust recipe for my Thanksgiving pies this year. And so I made that cranberry, Ooh, yeah. kitchen cranberry cake pie. And then I made a pumpkin pie. But her pie crust recipe, I usually make an all butter crust, but hers mm-hmm. was half butter, half shortening. And then she said, if you are afraid of overworking your crust, do a quarter cup of vodka and a quarter cup of water. And I thought, well... Let's do that because I'm not even yeah. sure if I overworked this or not. I just don't even know. But <laughs> I didn't, sounds I didn't like even a, know what that is. Yeah, like sounds like a good thing to you know, good insurance policy. And so I used it, and it was really great. I was nice. very happy with how that turned out. So we'll link to that. Yeah. So plus one for Sally's baking addiction. I mean, she also I love her Instagram. It's full mm-hmm. of like delicious looking recipes, of which I made a few, and they all turn out great. And so I've never made a pie, so that was kind of. It's a fun, yeah. fun thing. So I think, you know, more to what you're saying, like, I don't know what it looks like. I think YouTube, unless you've got an experienced pie maker in your family or next door or a grandma you can, like, dispatch. Although I think it'd be, like, great grandmas at this point that really made the most pies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, you know, unless you can get someone to teach you hands-on, there's a lot about pie making that is very visual. You know, you want to know, like, what does it mean to have pea-sized pieces of 
butter. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to have like flat pieces of butter in that pie dough? Because really what you want is something flat to make the layers. You know, what does it look like when you can roll it out? All those sorts of things, which made me think like, hello, we're living in the age of YouTube. So yeah. I dug up some videos that I thought were particularly good. The two that I liked the most just from like production factor and like fair enough, like people are making beautiful and I, I may have not found them all. So these are kind of the major ones. I liked the joy of baking and I've always liked their website. They've got really solid baking recipes, kind of like the classic dishes um, and their, and their videos are really great. And then serious eats actually did a really nice job with pie dough. So if you're looking for a little extra information about how to make pie, that's a great place to start. We'll put links in our website so you can get to those easily. What you may not have realized is that King Arthur Flower has a helpline. It's a 1-800 number, and we'll put it up in our web notes. But basically, you can call in and get help on any baking issue that you have, King Arthur Flower product or not. And they are super knowledgeable. They are really nice. They're nice online. They're nice at the King Arthur Flower um, shop, which I just went to when I went to Vermont, which was amazing. Um, and they're really nice on the phone. So if you're looking for a little extra advice, you're like, I don't know, is, is my pie working or not working? Give them a call. They will talk you down. I'll put the hours in the show notes so y'all can access them at the time that you want. Because I'm not sure that it's not like a 24-hour thing. You know, these are people with families. So um, you can check that out. Uh, we'll put it in our show notes. Okay. Coming up next week, we have The Longest Night, which is an episode with a whole bunch of like kind of cozy, delicious winter meals. Yes. Next week is all about The Longest Night. It's winter solstice, comfort foods, thing to eat while you're cozy, you know, all snugged up next to a candle, reading a book, you know, those ideal moments. And that's what's for dinner this week. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com for show notes and other fun stuff. Got some dinner ideas? shoot us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can always get in contact with us via Facebook. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast. Same thing on Instagram, Dinner Sisters Podcast there as well. Lastly, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. And maybe tell a friend. That's how people get to know us. Thanks and happy eating. Mm-hmm.